Hello there. This is Jolie Bindo from the Hollow Chronicles of a Jedi podcast. You're listening to the Old Republic podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review, and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you, always. We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. The question is what choice? Rebellions are built on hope. Make ten men feel like a hundred. I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Okay, so this is going to be a really fun episode. I'm really enthusiastic about this one. Uh, because yeah. we're talking about Godo and HK47, you know, and we're starting with Goto. And <laughs> if you listen to our Patreon, I took a quiz and out of all of the many KOTOR 2 companions, the quiz was like, no, I think that Goto is going to be your companion. And I don't like Goto. Like, I forget about Goto. <laughs> And it's like, why do I have to spend time with him? Why am I stuck with him? So we're just going to oh. talk about Goto first to get, <laughs> it, to get it over with and then talk about HK47. Uh, that's that's right. Yeah, I had uh, Cassie. You need you need to calm down. Don't be quite so excited when we're talking about your favorites here, uh, Goto, who is your your companion. But that makes a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Uh, because you didn't want Goto to be your companion. Uh, the crew of Kotor two didn't want Goto to be their companion. Uh, he just turned up anyways, and you had to take him along whether you wanted to or not. And uh, yeah, that that pretty much uh, sums up Goto. Let's uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, Cassia, who is Goto, G-O-T-O. Um, he is a droid uh, who is in charge of infrastructure planning, which sounds really exciting. Uh, kids can get behind it for sure. Manufactured by Aerotech, and uh, this particular model of droid was used to rebuild uh, places, you know, after the war. So uh, Goto was in charge of, I guess, rebuilding Telos IV um, to, like I said, to help rebuild the Republic and basically had... Uh, a couple of rules that I had to follow. I had to rebuild uh, the Republic and I had to not break any of the Republic's laws. So uh, that didn't compute with poor Goto, uh, like short circuited himself and decided to like take over the galaxy in means of preserving it. It's very dictator-esque, but what do you think, Cassia? Who is Goto? What are they bringing to the table for us? Well, Goto, it's kind of funny because, like, if you look at uh, A New Hope, as episode four, um, it's basically the same droid, maybe a little bit bigger as the one that, um, I think it says Made in England on it. Like, if you if you really look um, in A New Hope, it's the, the torture droid. So mm-hmm. a lot of thought was put into this goto design you know um yeah uh, so it's kind of like it's a it's supposed to be a twist like you think goto's a real person like a, a crime lord on narshada but it's revealed like he's a droid and he ends up joining your party and i was i was kind of thinking about it the last few days it's like why does he join our party like no one likes him i kind of wonder if they're trying to get on like because it, it's a different 
kind of studio from Bioware who did the first KOTOR. Maybe they're like, Goto's going to be our big ticket, like, robot. You know, everyone's going to be talking mm. about Goto. Maybe they saw, like, the love people had for T3 and HK, and they're like, we're going to have our, have our robot and or I guess droid, you know, like, and everyone's going to yeah. love Goto, but I think the opposite happened. Like people are like, why is Goto in a group? Like there's like 47 members of this, of this party, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely not going to uh, bother taking uh, Goto out, uh, outside of the Evan Hawk after he joins up for sure. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, maybe on one hand, they were looking at it and saying, you know, we need to have our own droid because every kind of Star Wars thing that exists and gets made has like its own kind of like marquee droid that it that it has, you know, within the show or the or the book or the game or, you know, whatever. So maybe that was what the intention was. Uh, I don't know. I I do. I guess I've said a couple of times I like that none of the droids really get along. So I, I like that part. I like that Goto and Beoder's uh, droid uh, have like these little fights, and uh, that Goto hates that little, the little, you know, droid that uh, Beoder has. So I, I kind of like that, but um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, it's fun that he was in charge of infrastructure planning. A lot of Kotor 2 revolves around rebuilding the galaxy, so to speak. So uh, this droid, I guess, is in charge of that. Um, and the best way to do that, uh, put out some bounties on the Sith and the Jedi, uh, decided he needed to get them uh, captured and uh, taken in and, you know, not able to fight. And that's going to help rebuild uh, society, I guess, so to speak. But, you know, a lot of the bounty hunters uh, didn't really uh, pick up on that memo and just started uh, killing these uh, Jedi and Sith willy nilly, uh, so to speak. I uh, reactivated this HK-50 factory, which we're going to talk about a little bit more uh, when we get into HK-47's uh, trajectory. But um, yeah, the bounties on the Jedi and Sith, that's how we first have our encounter with uh, Goto in the game. We get captured, right, by one of these bounty hunters, uh, taken to Goto to speak with us and uh, decides, you know, basically to to spare us or, you know, let us go uh, be because Goto thinks that Mitra Surik can help in some way bring balance back to the galaxy. So he's he's just along for the ride, just inserts himself uh, into our party. Yeah, maybe it was a good idea on paper. It's a very cerebral, intellectual kind of like character, but it's just not interesting, like in the execution. Like maybe like Goto could have just been like an anti-hero or a villain that you meet on your quest like maybe mm -hmm. he could have like influenced things on a lot of planets like it was kind of like a side quest or something or just like part of your quest on every planet but he doesn't join your group you know yeah. um maybe that would have been more interesting rather than be like okay cool now i have this robot you know that copied they copied the design from like episode four for this you know um and yeah so I, I i just i don't know like i think kotor 2 has a lot of like smart stuff going on and like maybe like goto was just one step too far like mm -hmm. the execution could have been better yeah there's there's something kind of clunky about the fact that he has to come with you because i i think that yeah like you said cassio on paper goto you know 
kind of makes sense as some sort of uh, antagonist. And that's basically what Goto is throughout the game, right? So we're, uh, you know, captured by bounty hunters uh, because of him, uh, inserts themselves into our story, uh, started up these HK-50s, and then kind of at the end of the game, he tries to stop what our ultimate goal is and, you know, turning the mass shadow generator back on to to destroy Malachor. Um, so, yeah, he's it basically set up as kind of like this foil for us. So I think it would have been more interesting to have him, you know, be some sort of, you know, villain that we're encountering, you know, periodically throughout the game, you know, similar to like how Kalo Nord was in the, in the first game, you know, as you're going to different locations, he shows up, he could have totally been there with the uh, HK 50 droids. And just as this thing that you're never able to, or always, you know, kind of escapes and moves on to the next thing, you know, kind of, kind of more of like this little villain, but maybe they looked at it and said, well, we've already got, you know, Darth Sion and, uh, Darth Nihilus, maybe that's that's too many villains going on. Uh, I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts about that? Would it have made more sense to have him not necessarily be a part of our journey, but still be able to be a part of our story? I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess like I just try to think of like, even though my dream adaptation for Kotor two is like a really long, you know college textbook um I can't help but think about like what if this was an adaptation you know like I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to simplify things and make things more interesting rather than just like have yet another person in your party even though they're not a person they're a droid um because like I think he would be more interesting like Goto like if he just kind of was like talking about like, yeah, it it broke my programming, you know, like I was given like a a choice that didn't work kind of like maybe like a little bit like Revan, like uh, Revan went to the dark side and Goto kind of like short circuited and like, kind of like went to the joy dark side too, you know, like there's interesting angles, but like when like everyone in your party has like, interesting shades of gray backstory you know like goto just gets lost in the pile you know right yeah and even amongst the the droids right because you have kind of the backstories of t3 and hk you know with the benefit of having the first game so um you don't even have to explore their stories quite so much because that lore kind of already exists um out there within the the realms of the knights of the old republic um lineage there so yeah i don't i don't know it's it's a hard character to to wrap your head around um like i said do they play any sort of role in our our hero or heroine's journey uh not really i mean they they (laughs) they capture us and they try to stop us at the end so they're more a villain than um you know anything to us really if you think about it but yeah i think there were different ways that could have been um interesting to have had this character or this idea um played out other than having them uh be as a companion you know even though he was chosen as uh your companion cassia but i think that's okay that's okay um we don't need to throw too much shade at goto because goto is what goto is and what is goto going to get at the pie counter uh i don't know cassia we've done a we've done a pie flavor for all of our kotor 2 companions so far but what about goto is goto uh having anything or uh what do you think at first i was like he is like a shiny black robot you know and i was like what's shiny and black and i was like bugs and i was like (laughs) he'll just have like a crushed bug (laughs) pie but i'm like that's disgusting um it is 
So you still put my, the image in my head, anyways. So thank you. I'm thank sorry. You. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, in my mind, like he has no reason to really eat it. He's a droid, and it would be wasteful. But I think he would get like a fancy like espresso uh, or coffee flavored pie, like, and it would have like kind of like chocolate based crust mm. you know and like mm -hmm. maybe have okay. like beskar shaved onto it you know which is just wasteful <laughs> like you know how like some people like put gold onto food yeah and it's like we're just gonna eat this <laughs> so it like exits our body and doesn't serve its purpose you know what beskar is for uh, yeah. but like so you'd be paying like $50 for like three bites. It would be a very small, thin pie, but that's what I thought Goto would have. Yeah, that's fair. Goto has like his big, like super yacht thing. So yeah, that maybe that makes sense that he would have some sort of like extravagant uh, piece of pie that costs like, yeah, like a million credits to, to get. So I, I kind of like that. I like where your head was at uh, there. I said that, uh, Goto is not going to have any pie, but he would go around and knock everyone's piece of pie down onto the floor because he's a jerk. Um, and that's uh, that's what I have to say about Goto there. But Goto's going to come back up because uh, he is, I guess, kind of in some ways tied to the other character that we're going to be talking about today as we go through our dueling droids, which I just thought of right there. But that's probably going to be the title of this uh, YouTube video. So there you go. So HK47 fan favorite is back again cassia what do we what do we know about hk uh so hk47 was a droid from the first knights of the old republic and i don't know people seem to like think he's very funny he calls uh humans meat bags you know and he was just kind of like a very uh I don't know if the right word is sarcastic, but he just kind of says things and you're like, what? Like, that's sort of insane and sociopathic. <laughs> but um, yeah. he's a bounty hunting droid, good at what he does, you know? And then you kind of find out, like, the person who made him is was Darth Revan, you know? And then he's kind of re re reunited with Revan, you know? It's... It's kind of like in Star Wars, like the villain usually creates a droid, you know, that will be part of their journeys forever. Like, even though I kind of look back on the prequel trilogy and I think it's a it was a missed opportunity to have Anakin like it, I think it would have been more meaningful if he created R2-D2 rather than C-3PO, mm. you know, yep. but but Revan literally created a protocol droid, too. Yeah, that's right. Same, uh, same kind of thing. But uh, C-3PO and HK-47 are very different. Uh, HK is a hunter-killer assassin droid. That's what the HK stands for. Um, and basically, Revan made him to go on assassination uh, missions when either Revan couldn't be bothered to go do it himself or he wanted to do it a little bit more subtly or uh, Revan probably had a lot of eyes on him I guess around the galaxy so I uh, had this droid uh, made to go out and do his bidding uh, basically um, and the way HK uh, model assassin droids worked is they would 
basically have their memories wiped, uh, given their assignments, and then have their memories restored again when they completed their missions. Um, and that's that's kind of how that uh, story plays out then in Knights of the Old Republic when you're uh, reunited uh, with him there on Tatooine. So HK-47 also, as you mentioned, Cassia had protocol capabilities, and the HK models were based off of these SysTech Corporation's protocol droids. So there you go. There's a little bit of history um, with HK-47. Um, now, going into Knights of the Old Republic, um, HK-47 isn't really a, a character that you, uh, st you know, stumble across and meets and joins your party. Uh, they're already there. Like, the head of HK-47 is uh, still on the Ebon Hawk, because after the events of Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Revan wipes the memory of HK-47, leaves it with Bastila, um, eventually decides it needs to go find uh, Revan again, and uh, goes out to travel, and then, you know, winds up you know, dismembered basically on board the Ebon Hawk. And that is where we find HK-47. Uh, what do you think about the introduction? So we had in Knights of the Old Republic, we meet him at a, kind of a droid merchant thing on Tatooine, right? Um, here he's dismembered. Uh, what do you think about this introduction? Do you like it better? Do you like it worse? Does it make sense? What do you think, Cassia? I think it's intriguing. You're kind of like, how did this happen? It's very video gamey, like to try to put things back together to earn things you know i'm not in love with it but it is what it is uh what do you think about it yeah i mean it is very very video gamey because it's it's almost like a fetch quest then where you're trying to kind of reassemble um this droid um i think it actually it kind of makes sense um and we're actually going to get into this here as we kind of talk about the character journey but um it's it's kind of very tragic in a way um if you haven't noticed, uh, HK is not, you know, either of our favorite characters, I don't think, um, certainly a, very much a very much a fan favorite. Um, but doing some research for this, I actually I, I found HK not necessarily more appealing to me in, ter in terms of a character, but um, but his character journey was much more endearing, I think, um, as you know, as you know, created by Revan, you know, Revan's wiping his memory, uh, Basil leaves him with the Jedi Council, um, and, you know, is still kind of, you know, doggedly trying to find Revan throughout the galaxy, and then, you know, winds up dismembered on board the Ebon Hawk, you know, trying to go out and find him, uh, when Mitra Surik, you know, stumbles upon him and reactivates him, and, you know, he decides that he can, uh, go with Mitra as, you know, kind of his new, uh, master until he's able to, uh, put some pieces back together um, in terms of where he thinks Revan is. Um, one of kind of the story beats in KOTOR 2 is that HK realizes um, that, you know, T3 knows where Revan is. He knows it's kind of programmed into the Ebon Hawk where he had been and stuff like that. Um, and upon finding that out, T3 actually wipes his memory too. So it's, it's really kind of sad, I think, um, in a way, you know, as, as quippy and as you know, funny as HK-47 is and, you know, is perceived throughout the games. It, it, it's really kind of kind of a, a sad tale of this droid that's really just trying to find his maker. Yeah, like, it, it breaks my heart that T3 isn't with Revan, you know, even though, like, there can be essays, you know, like, who is T3 more loyal to who is who is T three more more loyal to like Reverend or the Exile like who who treats T three the best like Reverend or the Exile like I don't know like it's it's just like kind of that like that gif of the lady and there's like theorems in front of her and she, like she's confused you know mm -hmm. um, and then like with HK four seven like kind of forgetting. You know, and it's like both of these droids 
they do they kind of ultimately serve Revan or like do they serve the exile like who do they like more like as a master you know it's mm -hmm. I don't know like it boggles my mind yeah it's 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 really kind of interesting I thought at least you know kind of breaking it down um to look at at that journey there um and basically kind of what is what's the motivation here for uh, HK 47 throughout Knights of the Old Republic Two, um on one hand like I said it's to aid Mitra Surik and to try to piece together his own memories well enough to go find Revan um but the other thing of in Knights of the Old Republic Two is uh, there are these HK 50 droids that Godo has uh, started back up started the factory so there their HK 47 finds these new 50 models uh very irritating which is kind of funny uh that he thinks how inferior they are and uh gets it gets really annoyed by them and then there's a a section of the game that was that was cut um you can get to it in the restored content i'll talk about that here a little bit more um in a second but hk47 basically goes to this hk50 factory recruits them um and is able to defeat goto at the end of the game and uh basically allows then the mash shadow generator to uh, be restarted and to you know destroy Malachor Five and thus you know restore balance to the galaxy. So so really HK forty seven is a pretty important player, I guess, in Knights of the Old Republic in terms of you know Mitrasuric uh, story and journey, uh, things like that. Uh, what do you do you know uh, much about the HK uh, fifty factory, uh, Cassio? Like I said, it had been cut from the game, but uh, do you know much about it in that section? Um. I know that, like, there was supposed to be, like, a lot of HK-50s, so, like, kind of like HK-47, but better, and I think they were silver, and it's, like, from a cut planet that the Jedi Master um, that you find, I believe it's Master Bash, was going to have all this dialogue and stuff, and also have a Padawan, I believe, um, mm -hmm. and you're going to meet them on this planet, Um I've never really played the the whole restoration content, but um, that's that's what I know. Yeah, there's um, yeah, you can get to it if you're playing the the restored content uh, modded version of the game. Um, you can get to it, but it's really specific how you do it. Um, um, I think, and you know, go and check out like a walkthrough online or something if you want the exact way. But to my knowledge, I think you have to um, you have to have HK forty seven. Um, in your party, when you meet all of the other like HK fifty droids that come and try to attack you, I think that has to happen. It has to be um, a light side playthrough, and you have to have like full, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, sway on <laughs> HK forty seven. You have to you know be as influenced as possible on HK forty seven in order to trigger that. Otherwise, it it doesn't even play out like in the restored uh, content part. So uh, you can go check that out or there's a bunch of walkthroughs about it if you want to see more of that stuff with the HK50. But I, I think that that's interesting. The HK47 is is kind of this character that you have to reassemble and then ultimately is the one that ends up, you know, kind of, I guess, saving the plan, so to speak, kind of at the end of the game here um, in terms of the mass shadow generator uh, being activated and destroyed. And then uh, bad news for HK, uh, just gets abandoned by Mitra Surik. Like I said, it, this is a, a tragic tale. Uh, HK 47, just trying to get back to his master. And um, I texted you this, uh, Cassio, when we were uh, talking about getting ready for this episode. HK 47 basically goes on a heroine's journey. Uh, he gets separated uh, from his mentor, uh, Revan, and his character journey is basically trying to, to reunite with Revan. So, yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, when Osiris is like broken into 
all these different pieces by set, uh, Isis puts him back together, you know? Um, so when you said that, I'm like, oh, because, like, Isis, like, is, like, one of the ultimate heroines of the, of the heroine's journey, you know? And, um, HK47 is just trying to get back to, I guess, the closest thing he has to family, you know, put himself back together to be whole, you know? So mm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, now, it is important to make a disclaimer here for anyone out there listening or watching on YouTube. The heroine and hero's journey aren't necessarily a, a gendered kind of a thing. It's uh, it's just a different uh, take on that. But yeah, definitely kind of uh, CHK 47's uh, journey um, in terms of the heroine's journey. And I, I think that that's, that's really uh, fun and kind of interesting because you think of these things um, strictly kind of in terms of, you know, the hero's journey, you know, what we see uh, Luke Skywalker go through. So it's, it's, it's neat to think of HK 47 going on a different kind of journey um, that is, you know, kind of his own journey, like I said, to find Revan. And where does uh, HK end up after the events of KOTOR 2? Uh, like I said, Mitra Surik abandons uh, the poor droid and spends, if you subscribe to SWOTOR, uh, legend uh, spent the next 300 years looking for Revan. Um, and I guess uh, they're re reunited, I think, to my knowledge. Um, I'm not super familiar with that lore. Um, it's still something we need to get into a little bit more, I think. But yeah, 300 years of uh, longing, trying to find your master. That's a, that's a long time, Cassia. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, like Revan wouldn't want to be reunited with the people like who are his family and friends, you know, Um or even like his descendants in SWOTOR, he'd be like, where's my droid that says funny things that fans like, you know, I'm a cool <laughs> ultimate dude who like is dark and light and like is just cool and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think from the SWOTOR story, then I think HK like retires basically after he uh, finds Revan. So that, that's nice. I guess he gets to, to go in and uh, have some time uh you know to take care of his uh droid self there so that's pretty good um hk was almost brought into canon uh he was originally written into the aftermath books um but uh lucasfilm uh nixed that um so that's how you get the character bones if you're familiar or mr bones if you're familiar with those stories um same kind of thing yeah. same kind of uh temperament there but um i think it I think it would have been neat on one hand to have had, you know, this KOTOR character uh, written into canon in such a way. Um, I think it makes a little bit less sense to have a droid be around 3, that long. That seems yeah. a little bit long, like the th the 300 years I can get my head around. Uh, maybe not for Revan, but for HK. Um, but yeah, that, that seems a little long. So I'm, I'm OK with that. Nixing will have to have to wait for that. Maybe we'll get HK into uh, into canon here at uh, some point um, in the future. So. Uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about HK before we head to the diner and assign HK-47 his uh, KOTOR 2 uh, dessert of choice, Cassia? Um, do you have any favorite lines from HK, like from KOTOR 1 or KOTOR 2? Um, I think that my my favorite uh, KOTOR 1 line is... Um, I'd have to I'd have to look it up, but basically it's uh, him describing love, which is uh, basically, basically akin to uh, assassinating someone from like 300 yards away uh, with a certain type of blaster. That's that's my favorite HK line from that. I don't really have any favorite um, HK 47 lines from KOTOR 2. Um, it's it's not a companion I, I use a lot. Um, I do. And I've said, uh, you know, a couple of times I do really like kind of the aspect of 
you know, that there are these four droids on board the Ebon Hawk and they all kind of hate each other. Um, I do, I do really like that, um, that bit, but what about you? Do you have any, any favorite HK 47 quotes or quips or uh, observations as it were? So it's funny because the quote you mentioned is actually from KOTOR 2 and I pulled it up because I, oh, it is? I really liked it. I didn't it, even know that. So. Oh, yeah. Oops. I was Oops. thinking I would butcher Big it, fan. you know? Big fan. <laughs> yeah. So it says definition. Love is making a shot to the knees of a target 120 kilometers away using an Aerotech sniper rifle with a trilight scope. Statement. This definition, I am told, is subject to interpretation. Obviously, love is a matter of odds. Not many meat bags could make such a shot. And strangely enough, not many meat bags would derive love from it. Yet for me, love is knowing your target, putting them in your targeting reticule, and together achieving a singular purpose against statistically long odds. Okay, yeah, there you go. Very well said, yeah. Yeah, like I love that quote. I'm not like the biggest fan of HK47, but like I love that definition of love. And like, it's kind of funny because I think like, even though droids don't really love, like, I think, like, the closest thing to love that HK-47 experiences is, like, when he's hunting, you know, like, bounty hunting. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense for the character and, like, for what uh, the exile asked him. And it's just, like, a beautiful poetic answer that's in character. So it's it's really good writing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, and I guess if you take a step back and think of it, then, you know, he's he's describing love as this as this very long distance uh, kind of thing. You know, he's using it in the terms of, you know, <laughs> killing, you know, one of his uh, bounties or, or whatever the case may be. But uh, really, the closest thing he has, uh, you know, himself to love is, you know, that reconnection uh, with Revan um, at some point, which is also, you know, kind of over this uh, great distance in time and stuff. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe. HK, when he says that, maybe he was really talking about himself. Um, and we all need to, you know, just step back and listen to what people are saying uh, sometimes. I think that's that's a, that's really nice. Yeah. So are you ready to go to the diner? I am ready to go to the diner. So HK47 uh, walks into a diner. Um, he takes one look at the glass case that is full of the most delicious uh, tasting pies in the galaxy. And uh, I don't know, what do you what do you think, Cassie? What kind of pie does uh, HK-47 uh, get for himself? In KOTOR 1, in our March, or not March 4th, I just like the date, March 4th, uh, March 4th. May the 4th, great. I was like, I think he'd be like orange, orange with cinnamon and like Tabasco sauce on top, but... Mm. I kind of think like HK47 has is kind of gone through a little bit of a journey, you know, like a heroine's journey, if you will. And right. I think in KOTOR 2, even though droids cannot literally have pie, I think he would choose orange cream. Maybe orange it would cream? have a little bit of cinnamon on top, but like he'd leave the Tabasco sauce, you know, for another <laughs> person to have. That's right. He has uh, he has softened here over the course of uh, KOTOR 2. Um, he's uh, identified some love within himself. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So some orange pie, that's going to be good. It's uh, going to kind of color match his uh, sandstone exterior there. So yeah, that's that's a really good pick. Um, I am going with 
uh, kind of the, kind of along the same lines of what I had for KOTOR uh, 1, but I don't think that uh, HK47 is going to necessarily order a pie for himself, uh, but he might see an empty pie tin and be very offended by have whoever took the last piece of that pie and then probably hunt them down and use those uh, HK skills to get that piece of pie for himself, because that's just uh, what HK is going to do, I think. That's that's what that's what he's about, really, at the end of the day. So, Yeah, so if you get anything from this episode it's like how much we love goto and how the story was written for goto um and hk47 went on a heroine's journey you know uh which i guess like if we ever rename the hero's journey and heroine's journey maybe like we could call it the the hero's journey the external journey mm -hmm. and then maybe the heroine's journey the internal journey like because like i've been talking with some of my friends uh kind of like about film and like sometimes like we call it the male and female gaze you know and mm -hmm. i was like you know like female directors can fall into the male gaze you know and like sure, uh, yeah. so, some male directors you know like try to uh use what people would call the the female gaze more and i was like maybe like we could like re rename it like the objectified gaze is like because like i guess the quote unquote male gaze can be used on on male and female you know uh mm -hmm. um characters and like male and females can be behind the cameras making the decision but like maybe the objectified gaze is like um where you're kind of just like looking at something and like not really giving uh them a voice you know and like maybe the, the personified gaze is like when you like kind of give the the people on screen agency you know like no matter who's behind the camera no no matter who's in front of the camera so yeah there's always yeah. things to think about so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense for sure. So um, yeah, that's going to kind of wrap it up, I think, for HK47 and Goto here on our companion journeys and Knights of the Old Republic uh, too. Uh, so not not a ton of stuff to talk about here in terms of those two. Um, I think the HK's journey is one that's really interesting, but I don't think that it plays out really all that much here in the course of KOTOR 2, other than kind of at the very end, you know, making that uh, kind of final stand there with his uh, former enemies, the uh, HK-50s. I think that stuff's yeah. pretty great. And, uh, you know, it's always a good time talking about Goto, uh, Cassia's companion <laughs> in KOTOR 2. Uh, that's the best. If I can if I can find that quiz, I'll uh, post a link to it. And if you're on our uh, Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Podcast, we did uh, a whole episode where we went through that quiz, uh, both you and I, and uh, did our companions. And I guess you already know who Cassia's is, but if you want to know who mine is, I'm not saying you got to go uh, check it out on Patreon. So, um, I don't know, Cassie, I think that's, that's going to wrap it up. We're making our way through the companions. Uh, we've got, we've got Candorous left. We'll probably, uh, dabble into some of the, uh, villains and then it's going to be on to the, onto the, the big ones there, uh, Kreia and, uh, Mitra Surik, uh, you know, themselves. So, uh, I think we better, we better wrap this up. We've gone on long enough about our love for Goto and, uh, HK <laughs> and all the, all the things. So and I and 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 pie lots of pie uh today for sure so check out our may the fourth episode uh let us know what your favorite uh pie flavors for hk and goto are down in the uh, comments or over on our discord and uh 
yeah, we're going to head back on the Ebon Hawk and we'll talk to you all next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Public podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at dennissmowersmusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.